You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And you can email us, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and that'll get you 15% off your next order. LOCKED15. Well, the Tampa Bay Rays lost two of three to the Houston Trash Cans over the weekend, but they did win the getaway game five to four on Sunday in fun, entertaining fashion. And with that, Ulysses, it is a Monday, which means time for our takeaways, observations, what we learned. What do you got? Well, I got to tell you, the the weekend was almost going to be the most depressing a weekend since basically the the Red Sox series because not a lot of positives there to take away until Sunday and Austin Meadows hitting that home run. It was it was very similar to that ALDS game five home run. That mm-hmm. dugout needed it badly. The fandom needed it badly. It energized everybody at the trop. I mean, you could see the body language was not pretty throughout that whole series. I mean, you could see a lot of frustration. A lot of guys... I think thinking too much. And so I think my biggest takeaway is that home run. That home run was probably the most important bomb of the year for, 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 for any of the games that, that have happened because you could not get swept by the trash cans at home. You can't. You, you just don't let it happen. And so that is my, my, my biggest takeaway because the offense was anemic, to say the least. That's my PG word for, for yeah. to describe the, the, the offense anemic because uh, yeah, they needed it badly, man. And uh, when you have a homestand of 10 games and every single game is decided by two runs or fewer, except for one game, that's not a lot of margin of error that you're giving out your pitchers. Uh, so yeah. good for Meadows to, to hit that bomb and get every, everything going. Yeah, that was huge there. And it seems like over the past couple of weeks that Austin Meadows, he's had good pitches to hit, but he would just miss them or just get under them. And it'd be like, oh, you'd be so close to barreling something up for a home run. But yeah, that was nice to see finally the Rays getting a close victory there. And look, the Rays have faced tough opponents after the last week, week and a half there with the Oakland Athletics and the Houston Trash Cans. But maybe this is the thing that gets them out of the funk a little bit. Good to see some pinch hitting action by Yandy Diaz and Manny Margot and so forth. I've got a little point here and it's not really necessarily related to the offense because I mean, I got to tell you as far as offense and baseball right now, Mark Topkin hit it on the head with looking up some of the numbers league wide. I mean, it is absolutely unbelievable what is happening right now with league wide right now. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, MLB, I mean, as a whole, is batting 232 with a 698 OPS, four and a quarter runs per game, and 9.3 strikeouts per nine innings. Compared to five years ago, the full season numbers were 255, 739, 4.48, and 8.1. 15 years ago, it was 269, 768, 486, 6.6. So to simplify that, uh, a league average hitter is basically a 230 hitter now. 15 years ago, it was a 270 hitter. 270 today is like, man, he's a great hitter. He's got a he's got a a 70 skill contact rate, an 80 skill contact rate almost. It's gotten to that point. And again, maybe it's early it's, in the season where I think the numbers will get a little bit better. Again, as we go deeper into the season and we see, I think, a lot more pitching injuries, uh, that might be an opportunity where teams take advantage. But again, it's not just the Rays that are struggling, but it sucks that they're not uh they've shown an inability to consistently win close one run ball games. And I think that some of it goes back to the bullpen a little bit and, and some mismanagement. And, you know, the, the, I know last week they had, you know, given up outs on, on the base pass, which you can't do, which if you're struggling, like you are, you can't, the, the little things add up over time for sure. No. And it's a lot of factors, Kevin. It's a lot of factors. Yes. It is league wide that the offense has been down and, you can look at 15 years ago. I mean, you go back 12 years ago and you had a guy hitting 221 with 30 bombs and you're like, Oh God, why doesn't he hit for more contact? Rays fans. No, I'm talking about Carlos Pena. Wouldn't you love now? This is how bad things have gotten offensively speaking. Carlos Pena with a 220 average and 30 bomb power. I mean, that's a guy that you would like to have in your lineup today in 2021. Back then, you were like, oh, God, this guy can't hit the side of a barn. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it has changed. But one more thing about you, you talked about competition. Look at the, N, the, 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 no, the AL East. And the the schedule, the Rays have had a very tough schedule. They've had to play against more teams that are above 500. Um, not the Yankees, not the Blue Jays, and, you know, not the Red Sox. So right. it, 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 it looks bad right now, 14-15 in the standings, but I think that the schedule has been harsher on the Rays than any other team in the AL East. I think that's very fair for sure. Uh, okay. You have another point from the weekend as well. Yeah. It's just a minor one. I, I, you know, I'm just tired of seeing race hitters get hit every damn series, man. I'm without a response. I, I'm not asking for a Neanderthal beanball. You know, I hate the head hunting game. I hate it. And I despise it. And I don't think that there's any place in baseball for that, but you know, any chance that after your best hitter gets hit, or two of them, or three of them, maybe, you know, a slider hits a guy's glute, uh, a little yeah. curveball hits a guy's quad. You got, I mean, any chance of that happening? Uh, race pitchers are just flat out not protecting their 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 hitters. And, uh, you know, uh, it's kind of tiring. It's kind of tiring that you, the, the race hitters are just getting pummeled every series, and you don't really see that on the other side. Okay, can you give me some context and an example? Because I'm going to be completely honest. I did not watch every single inning from Friday to Sunday. I was too busy kicking other people's butt in golf and uh, spending some family time. So I'll just leave it at that. And the NFL draft was on too. So 
Of course. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to have you back from the NFL draft. Um, look, uh, Mejia got hit in okay. the leg. Uh, Rosarina got hit. Uh, I, I believe in, in the ribs or the, or, 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 or the thigh. I, I can't remember right now. And then he grabbed the ball and kind of chucked it uh, to the dugout. That was kind of fun. And Meadows got hit in the, in the left hand. Three guys on Sunday. Uh, and again, every series, it, seem, it seems like they just get hit. And there is no response from the race pitching. Again, I'm not, you know, advocating for headhunting. I think there's no place in the game for that. But it, everything is, is not a binary option. Just because, you know, you, 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 you hit a guy on the quad saying, hey, you know, maybe you guys need to have a little better command. It doesn't mean that, you know, oh, oh he's headhunting. You know, I, I think there's a, a gray area. It has been there for 150 years in baseball where you kind of know, hey, you know, stop hitting our players because, you know, we're going we're gonna to get a slider in your glute next time up. On the flip side, the Rays have played in such tight games and there have been times where they let any runner on and a Rays pitcher uh, can't get out of that jam. And at the end of the day, we're about winning ball games here, not looking for yeah. revenge, maybe against some teams more than others. I'd get if it's a blowout in one way or the other, but if it's a close game, if it's a nail biter, I think you just have to kind of hold your breath and, and, and carry that to another time. I, I, because you're just letting your, especially against, especially against the Houston Astros team. If it's against the Detroit Tigers, that would be a different case because the entire team's batting under 200 collectively, but the Astros can, can turn a base runner into two runs pretty quick or turn it into a gapper. And then maybe you don't come away with a victory on Sunday. So that's my, that'd be my issue. yeah, I, and, and and I see that point. I, I, you know, why are you giving them free runners when 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 you're you know deciding every game for two runs or, or less? Every every runner on base, you know, has a, a heavier toll than usual. But you know, it, it's tiring, Kevin. It's tiring to to see that. I know where you're coming from, but uh, if this is the way that the Rays are going to be playing, you know, close games the whole season, we know that that's how they're made with not a lot of margin of error then a lot of race hitters are going to keep playing uh, hurt. Yeah. And those hit by pitches might lead to injuries. And, and if the other teams are going to know that the, the race pitcher is not going to respond, would you stop if you're the opposite team? Oh, they never respond. They're more, they're more worried about, you know, uh, you know, winning by, by a slim, um, slim margin. So don't, isn't it a free range for all? I don't know. It, it, it's something to, I think, uh, keep an eye on for the rest of the season. And if there's another thing too, I think it might give the Rays some inherent motivation to, okay, let me make sure I hit something off this guy. Anybody remember Mike Brasso and Araldis Chapman and the <laughs> saga of that, by the way, you mentioned, uh, so Randy did get hit on Sunday. Is that right? Okay. Correct. Um, tell me if I'm wrong here, but since Kevin Kiermeyer, Randy Rosarena catchgate. Have they spent any time in the outfield at the same time together? Because it seems yeah. like every time I've checked the lineups or whatever it may be, it's KK's getting a day off and Randy's in the lineup or Randy's DHing and KK's in the outfield. It seems like at least it, they're, they're not uh, playing or roaming the outfield as much as we would see normally. But that might, I don't know if that's I, I by do design agree. or maybe I'm looking too into something there. 
It could be. It could be that you're looking into it, but I, I do agree that it has kind of decreased, but there was one game. I, I don't remember when the Rosarena thing happened. I believe it was either Monday night or Tuesday, right? So yeah, it was early last game, week. Right? So it, the next game, they didn't play together, but the day after that, Randy was in left and, and Kike was in center. But, but I think that was the only time. So after the, 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 the controversial play, I think they've only roamed the outfield like that only once. Uh-oh. Controversy. <laughs> Randy and KK may, don't, may dislike each other, may not want to be, or maybe KK doesn't want to be in the same outfield as Randy. Huh, maybe no, I think it has to be the opposite. It has to be, you know, uh, uh, cash saying, you know what, let's just cool it for a little bit. Yeah. You know, I don't think it's Randy. I don't think it's KK. Uh, I don't think KK has any ground to stand on of like, why didn't he let me catch that ball? Like, no, that's, <laughs> it makes no sense. Randy is the one that should be kind of angry. Like I'm a major leaguer, bro. And I have a great arm. Like get off me, get off me. You're in left field right now. You're not in left center. You're in left field. Yes. Okay. So I, I think it's just cash trying to make things cool off a little bit. Hey, KK's hitting a little bit. Got three hits yesterday. Staying back on because he went the other way. Because yes. he went the other way. You know what happened when the, 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 the right hip started flying off in his last at bat? He struck out looking kind of like a fool. That's what happened. Uh, yeah, he's I, okay. I, I know that Zach doesn't want us to do any KK slander here. So I'm just going to go and tell you about yeah. one of our good friends. And that's bet online. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season, of course, is in full swing and you can track all the action at bet online. You can also get all the latest news, odds and info from all your sporting needs from the MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information as well. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive that welcome bonus, that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, and use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Okay, Ulysses, uh, something I learned from the weekend, one of my observations, uh, I'll just put this out there. I don't know if there's a better time to buy in MILB.TV subscription package. Not MLB TV, although I recommend that as well, but minor league baseball, the, the minor uh-huh. league baseball app version. You know how much it is? What do you think it retails for? An annual MILB.TV subscription. Well, I think the major league one is like 120, 140, something like that. So what do you think? I think it's 129. Okay. I think it's 129 for MLB.tv. I'm going to go with maybe, okay, so 130, so divided by two, so 70, so 65. So maybe half of it, 65 bucks. Okay, and I'm going to throw this out there. 90% of the games are in HD. That includes all AAA, all AA, and hundreds of A-ball games. It is huh. 39.99. That's not a bad deal. That's not That's a bad not deal. A bad deal. That's Especially, a bad deal because you get to see Wander and Vidal and you get to see so many guys that are just inching closer to getting uh, a raise uni on. 
That is my next point. The Durham Bulls are absolutely stacked, at least to start the season. Of course, you have the likes of Wander Franco, Vidal Brujan, Taylor Walls, Josh Lowe, Joe Ryan, Phoenix Sanders, Brent Honeywell, Brendan McKay, uh, and a lot of guys who have spent time in big league ball. Brian Moran, Trevor Richards, Stetson Alley, Lewis Head, Kevon Smith, Ryan Sheriff. The list goes on and on. And I think G-Man Choi is going to be beginning a minor league assignment there as well. So I posit this observation or question to you. If this team, as they're stacked, the Durham Bulls, the 20, we're in 2021, yeah, 2021 Durham Bulls, give or take a couple players with injuries and guys being sent down, guys being called up from double A. If this team, as it's currently, uh, as it's currently rostered right now, how many games do you think they would win at the big league club? If, if they just said, we're going to promote the Durham Bulls, this Durham Bulls team to the majors, and you're going to play 162. What do you think their record? Would I think, be? I, I think, uh, you know, you have to take in consideration that, uh, you know, a lot of guys that are really good at AAA end up being quad A players and, and right. they never really get off. So you, we, I'm, 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 I'm as enthused as are. I don't think that uh, they would be the worst team in the league, but I also don't think they would be above 500. I think it takes a right. little bit more um, to, to get to that stage. So I, I would put them at a 70 win range. Uh, you know, I, I I think it would be competitive and I think, they, you know, but there's something to be said about being a veteran and, 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 and being in the league and, 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 and all the, the stressors that, that, that come with that. But I think it would, they would give a, a run uh, for their money for, for a lot of people and for a lot of teams. They definitely would not be, um, you know, the, the worst team in any division. Yeah, because you look at the roster and it's like you've got a ton of top flight prospects and then there's a lot of guys that have played big league ball and are kind of on that DFA 40-man area or arena. So it does make it interesting to see, you know, I think it'd be a really fun experiment. Like, you think they would finish ahead of the Rockies and the Tigers this year? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because the Tigers are by far the worst team in baseball. They are collectively as a team batting under 200. And I think they've got... I also want to say they've got the worst, uh, the worst, yeah, they've got the worst ERA in baseball as well. So they're the worst hitting team and worst pitching team as it's combined. And the worst it's OPS is pretty. Well. Yeah. It's not pretty. See, so yeah, no, I, you, you take every, every bottom dweller in each division, and I do think that their own bulls would be better than all of those teams. Okay. But I, I you know, uh, I think in the 70 win range, 70, 75, I think, I mean, it, it's a really good team, but again, you, you do have yeah. to give merit to being a big leaguer for a long time and being a veteran and, and, and all that. I mean, look, I think 2018 show showed race fandom, what a college team would right. look like in the major leagues. That was just the college field baseball for 2018. And, and, and they got 90 wins They were really, really good. So I wouldn't say that they, the Durham Bulls are as good as that 2018 team, but you know, they would be very exciting. I, 39, 99. I, I feel like we're, you know, sponsored yeah. by MILB, but it, I think that's a, that's pretty, a pretty good, good deal. deal. For, yeah. And you can watch like all of that. And I just basically watched Durham Bulls and it's worth the, the price of admission yeah. there. And yeah, that's an interesting point because I would expect, you know, this team, you know, they play 140 minor league games, give or take. So this team's probably going to win like 90 games 
at the minor league level. So you call them up to the, to the show, they, they win 65 or 70. I think that's, that's probably a, a fair ask out of that. And I think the other thing too, is if you called this team up, like they would be full of energy, full of spunk. You've got a lot of young bodies that they just be able to wear teams down over time. Yeah. Like you get to the dog days of summers and the uh, dog days of summer and Wander Franco's still available to play, you know, Josh Lowe's ready to be out there, but El Brujan, so on and so forth. So it'd be a fun little, little experiment yeah. there. So Durham bulls, well, enjoy it while it lasts. Enjoy this. You know this what? is the year to buy season tickets. Uh, if you're going to do that. I'm glad that you think that that would be a very thrilling thing to say because in football, Okay, you have the relegation process. I, I would, I would love to incentivize, you know, triple A teams like that. I don't know how it would work. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not that that much of a genius, Kevin, to come up with a with a a plan on how that would work with a a, a farm system being against you know the, the the major league club. But relegation is really really great because then nobody wants to tank. Nobody right. wants to get demoted to you. Imagine. Maggie Cabrera playing in, in, in AAA? Oh, yeah. he doesn't want that. He doesn't yeah. want that at all. You know, so uh, I think it would incentivize that. I think the tanking is crap. You see so many teams tanking right now. Uh, it's not good for the game. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a really fun season for the Durham Bulls. Maybe they go for their championship. You know, uh, how, how long has it been? Like the last five years, they've collected three. It's, it's been it's insane crazy. for the Durham Bulls. Yeah. yeah. Here's the rule. If you win... Fewer than 50 games, you should be relegated no matter what. Yes. Yeah. So if you're, the, if you're the 2018 Orioles or the 2003 Tigers, yes. man, I'm saying the Tigers a lot. That's not good. Uh, you should be relegated below there. So, uh, and yeah, we listed a lot of infielders there. Taylor Walls, Wander Franco, Vidal Brujan. What's uh, Willie Adamas batting? 167? Uh-oh. And you know what? Kevin Padlow has already been in the majors. He, he wasn't successful in his yes. little coffee. I forgot coffee, to mention Kevin Padlow as well. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, so it's, it's a stacked team. We're, we're seeing teams being more aggressive about call-ups with the contraction of minor league ball. I think a lot of these guys getting more development in work and uh, seeing their skill set thrive at the alternate site. Uh, I think this, uh, I don't know. I don't know how long the string is with Willie Adamas just throwing that out there. That's a lot of guys, a lot of guys knocking on the door right there. I I think, you know, Willie is a slow starter. I think you have seen him in the last three games collect a couple hits. That's nice to see. Yeah. He was really slow in 2019, like awfully slow defensively and with the bat in April. And then he heated up, um, you know, defensively and offensively. Let's hope that happens again. But if it doesn't, how long is the leash for a Willie Adamas for a Brendan Lau? Uh, yeah. that, that, that's something that I think we should get into for sure. Uh, the other thing too, with, uh, you know, why again, minor league baseball is not selling an advertisement here, but also worth the price of that package is the wacky names within minor league baseball. Oh yeah. You've got, uh, I've got a couple, couple good ones here. You've got the rocket city trash pandas. Holy yes, crap. That's the best one. Uh, the, there's going to be t- a team named, you know, the, Wisconsin crappers or something like that. They're going to get to that point. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. Uh, they have the Kannapolis Cannonballers, Wichita Windsurge, Sugarland Skeeters. That's all. That's always a favorite. And the Fort Myers Mighty Muscles. There we go. Wow. You know, I, I, I kind of, I'm, I've, I'm kind of mixed on this. Like I love the names. I love the, the unique logos and the hats, 
But there's also something that I also kind of enjoy about minor league teams that take on the team name of the major league club. So yes. like the Fort Myers Red Sox or the Durham Rays or something like that. I guess you had the Prince or like the, Rays. the Miami I, Marlins. Yeah. Like the Miami Marlins, everything underneath the, the Marlins is like a fish, like, you know, a shark, a whatever. Yes. Yeah. A sea creature. Yeah. That's, I think that's really cool. I think the race had it, you know, with poor Charlotte, the stone crabs. And, and so that was kind of cool, but you know, Montgomery biscuits, I, I love, I love it, but it, you know, it doesn't yeah. really say anything. And Durham Bulls, I love it because they've been successful and they are probably one of the most famous franchises, yeah. uh, you know, but yeah, it doesn't really uh, have a theme, I guess. Or you just like play. Yeah, you could play on the name. Like, okay, instead of the Fort Myers Red Sox, maybe it's the Fort Myers Green Sox or something along those lines. <laughs> just get get right. all creative with it is what I'm saying. Okay, we have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, I said amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. So go to BuiltBar.com, check them out on Twitter, at Built underscore Bar, and remember to use that promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15, to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Okay, Ulysses, it is going to be a late night, late week with the Rays as they begin a four-game slate on the road against the Los Angeles Angels. Uh, Tonight could be a really good matchup between Tyler Glass now and maybe, maybe Shohei Otani. I know he's dealing with some kind of injury issue after getting hit by pitch uh, the other day, although that would really be a shame if we don't get to see Glass now Otani because that, I mean, this is like, could be the matchup of the year as far as Rays fans are concerned, right? One hundred percent, Kevin. I, this is this is the matchup of the year. If you're a Rays fan, this is what you want. Your 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 Cy Young guy to a guy that has done things that you haven't seen for one hundred years. It's it's pretty special what Shohei Otani is doing and. We get to see it. We get to see it late. So uh, <laughs> I don't, you know, you know that uh, I think we're both on hashtag Team Beauty Sleep. Right. So maybe we 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 we're gonna have a, a rough time this week. But this one is, you know, you gotta watch as much as, as possible. Otani, one and zero, three twenty nine ERA in thirteen and two thirds innings pitch. Kevin, he's got twenty three strikeouts. I mean, he's got really really good stuff. Right. But there's always a flaw. These guys are human. Joey Otani's flaw is the walks. He will walk God. So I expect this lineup to not be so righty lefty conscious, but mm. put guys in there. If I were cash, I would put guys in there that know how to work in at that. I'm talking guys like Mike Brasso, Yoshi Sutsugo can work in at that. Yandi, Wendell has worked great at bats this, uh, this, this year. Meadows. Those kind of bats that are there, they, they have really good pitch recognition, are not going to chase outside the zone so much. Those are the guys that would be really successful, uh, I think, against Otani. But it should be really a, a really great match to, 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 to see tonight. I feel like baseball doesn't market Otani enough. And maybe that's because, I don't know if he's a recluse, keeps to himself. But this is the only guy in baseball 
who throws a hundred and hits 460 foot bombs. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Tatis doesn't do that. Mookie Betts doesn't do that. No. Mike Trout doesn't do that. So I'm just putting it out there. Like you've got to find a way to make, I don't know. I feel like they could do a little bit more with the Tawny. Yes. I don't know. Um, by the way, the angels, they are 13 and 13. They have the, actually the third worst run differential in the American league. They're coming off a series loss versus the Mariners. Uh, offensively, they are tied for fifth in all of baseball and team OPS fifth, most home runs and the highest team average among all teams in baseball. Uh, Mike Trout, uh, who, I predicted would win the MVP this season is hitting over 400. Still Jared Walsh is on a rampage. Otani doing great work. I feel like though, that like Mike Trout's going to come back to earth a little bit. Jared Walsh is going to come back to earth a little bit. Otani and Rendon, I guess they'll, they'll keep up their paces pretty much as well. But um, again, it's, this is a team that they, they got to score a lot of runs to win because their pitching is, is 26th in team ERA. And then they got some veteran hitters like, you know, Justin Upton's having a decent year. I mean, he's having a, an average solid year for him at his age as well. But, um, this team, well, this look, they, they can't, they, they have a lot of big names, but they're not a great team. They've got some of the greatest players in the game, but they're not a great team. Yes. And I, I like that you bring that, uh, that run differential that the pitching of the angels, because yes, to my point, if you have if Otani's flaw are the walks and you put guys that can work uh, at bats, not only are you forcing maybe a higher pitch count and and more traffic on the bases, but also Otani has not pitched more than five innings in any of his starts. So then, if you work the at bats, if you get walks, you get Otani out of there. And wouldn't that be nice to get into that bullpen uh, of the angels rather quick? And that's, I think, I think if you get those, all of those components together, this could actually be a successful, uh, you know, series for the race, but the the pitching has not been the problem for the race. So don't even, let's not even talk about the pitching. It's, It's been the offense. So can that lineup be, as productive as you know yesterday like i'll take yesterday's production uh all day any day uh because five runs although you should aim for higher that has been an elusive heaven uh, for the for the race hitter so just work the at-bats he doesn't get a lot of innings get to that bullpen early i'm looking for guys in that lineup to work good at bats and i think that if they do that if they're able to put that pitch count up i think successful things are going to happen for the race yeah and on a bright note for the race cody reed is back and maybe this week pete fairbanks will be back into the fold sooner than we expected and colin McHugh as well so a couple uh different weapons to maybe deploy as needed there okay that wraps up this edition of the locked on rays podcast now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of the Locked On Today podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you tomorrow.